Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers far and wide. Welcome in to episode number 48 of the Talking the Line podcast. And hey, thank you so much for taking a few moments out of your day to come and kick it with the crew on this beautiful Monday of bets and on this beautiful Memorial Day. Before we get into anything, first things first, thank you to all the men and women of the armed forces. We thank you for fighting for our country and for our freedoms. You forever hold a special place in our heart. With that all being said, please take a few moments, and if you could be so kind, to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the TTL podcast on, whether that be live on YouTube or the recording or the audio version on your favorite podcast directory. If you could be so kind and you also have a few minutes, go ahead and hit that like button, leave us a comment, leave us a rating, all that good stuff. We cannot tell you how much we appreciate We appreciate it. When you guys do, it only helps us make this bigger and better for all of you. And last but not least, if you're looking for more TTL Crew content, we have just the place for you to find it. Head on over to this episode's description where you can locate the TTL link tree. Within that link tree, you will find all of the TTL Crew's content so you can consume it however and whenever you please. Ladies and gentlemen, gamblers joining us on today's show, I am your humble host, Colton, Colt45 Sroka, and you might be wondering who this guy is to my left. Well, he is my partner in crime, the co-host of the TTL podcast. He might be a Sox fan where I am a Cubs fan, and we may go to the dirt with football too because he likes the Packers and I'm on my hometown Chicago Bears. But nonetheless, he comes here every single day and dishes out winners and runs tickets to the window as the second half of the TTL crew. So without further ado, the man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend himself, Mr. Riley Armax Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? My man, I am doing quite all right. It is a, uh, you know, beautiful Memorial Day. You said it great yourself. Hold, everyone holds a special place in our hearts, and uh, I'm ready to rock some uh, rock some picks, rock some banter, and have a solid-ass episode for these folks. Absolutely. I am right there with you. Wanted to get that uh, right out of the way. I have uh, service members in my family, mm-hmm. uh, veterans of past, and it's always uh, been something special to me, so I wanted to just take a moment to say something about that, but... Uh, 
Boy, oh boy, we got a loaded episode on tap to get things started. You thought that just because you guys got Memorial Day off, kick back, maybe grill some weenies, drink a couple of cold ones, that we were going to do the same. Not a chance. We got tickets to cash, we got money to get, and we got winners to get to the window all day long. And we got burgers and dogs to cook in the evening. We got plenty of time. We'll get to that later while we're watching this afternoon and this evening's action. So you better believe we'll get on that right there with you. But we had to bring you the winners first. So for today, no recap. Obviously coming into Monday, we don't do anything on Sundays, but we do still give out picks on Twitter and uh, full on the action app. If you guys don't follow us there, make sure you uh, follow us all on Twitter and then also on the action app. I am at cash underscore with underscore Colt and he is at rmags all caps and then uh, obviously we're at talking the line for the page today's episode we got uh, two picks coming from you partner mm-hmm. uh, two picks coming from me today so four in total obviously we got the monday madness parlay coming back live this week's or this day's mm-hmm. uh, to kick off the week special play paying out right over at four to one odds. So feeling real good about that, giving you the juice to start the week and ready to get that special play record back yeah. on the right track here, right. partner. And I feel we just have the three-legger to do it. Yeah, no question. Uh, Moneyline Dice, obviously making their uh, usual episodic appearance, ladies and gentlemen. We got an MLB matchup for them to roll on. Actually, two teams that have really been stiffing us all year long. So we decided to let the Dice tell us what they think is going to be mm-hmm. the best play in yep. that matchup. Outside of that, nothing else major to report on, nothing else to uh, deep dive into quite yet. We obviously got some good stuff from the weekend and this week upcoming to get into with today's rants and reactions. So make sure you stick around for the second half of today's episode uh, to get all of our hot takes and latest news and what we think about it. But for now, Cut all the nonsense, cut all the banter, cut all the drama that you could go to every other media outlet and get. You come and hang out with the TTL Sports Media crew for the stone cold locks, the hardcore analysis, and running tickets to the window all day long. So without further ado, I already told you what's coming. And if you're a regular, you know what's coming. But if you're new, you're about to find out. My man has the plays he's been thinking about since late last night. Came in this morning, barely had to do any research. He was so doggone confident about these plays this morning. He's got two coming at you. He's locked and loaded. So without further ado, it's time for our mags best bets of the day. And as per usual, partner, you have the floor. Appreciate it, my man. Today, I am taking two MLB plays out of the Early in afternoon slates. First play coming at 12.05 p.m. Central Standard Time. I am taking the Rays money line. Tampa Bay Rays versus the Yankees. Rays money line. Rich Hill, left-hander versus Jameson Talon, right-hander for the Yanks. We mentioned him a couple times on this pod, but Rich Hill has been quietly one of the best pitchers in May. Over five starts, he holds a .91 ERA, including a six and two-thirds, three hits, zero earned run outing against the Yanks in a 9-1 win. Talon, after allowing at least three earned run in three straight starts, had his best outing of the season over a week ago, allowing zero runs in five innings. However, he has allowed two earned runs or less three other times on the season, and every time 
He has followed that up with at least three earned runs and a Yankees loss partner. Rays are a decent righty hitting team on the season, hitting 235 OB or 235 batting average to a 329 OBP and 5.64 runs per nine. Last 10, pretty similar numbers. 236 batting average, 359 OBP, 7.5 runs per nine. What I really like there, not so much the batting average, obviously, but the OBP and the runs per nine. Yankees versus lefties on the season, not too bad, pretty decent, actually. However, it lasts five games, hitting 200, 298 OBP and 3.29 runs per nine. So they've been cooling off against lefties as of late. Now, the Yankees are coming in cold to this series, partner. They were just swept by the lowly Detroit Tigers over the weekend, getting outscored 15-5 to over the last three games and are 1-5 uh, over their last six overall, scoring over, twi- or scoring over two only once in their only win. Uh, and that was against the Toronto Blue Jays, by the mm. way. Rays have not cooled down despite losing their win streak last week. They have already started a new one. Uh, winning their last four games. They are 15-1 and one straight up over their last 16, easily the best team in May. They are 5-0 and oh, last five as a dog. They are 5-0 and oh, last five road games versus a team with a winning record. And they are 5-1 and one last six in New York, partner. I love the Rays today, and I love Rich Hill to stay hot. So that is my first play of the day. I'm right there with you. I absolutely love the old dog Hill. Uh There's a lot of guys that are still against him, but I think the old lefty still has it in the tank uh, against these New York Yankees that, like you said, have kind of cooled off against lefties here Mm -hmm. as of late. And after uh, what we saw over the weekend against Detroit, I don't think that uh, they're in any position to be facing a hot team like Tampa Bay. And I think you're getting them in the favorite spot just because of the brand name of the New York Yankees. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I was shocked to see him at plus money. Um, I think at least this morning they were plus money. It might have flipped to maybe minus 105 or something like that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Rich Hill, after a slow start to the season, he Deal has it. been, I might even say that, like I said, one of the best in May. I might go ahead and say he's been the best in May, partner. Yeah, go right ahead because I'm right there with you and I'll be right there with you riding the Tampa Bay Rays money line. So that's your first pick. What do you got for number two, my man? All right, second play. This will be in the afternoon. We've got Red Sox versus Astros. I am taking the Astros' first five money line. You've got Eduardo Rodriguez, lefty for the Red Sox, versus Jose Urquidy for the Astros. He is a right-hander. Rodriguez holds a 5.06 ERA and has been worse in May. This month, he holds a 6.48 ERA, allowing at least four earned runs in four of his five starts. Only team that he held under that was the Orioles. Against Houston's core hitters, Altuve, Bregman, and Correa, those guys are a combined 10 for 21 against Rodriguez with three doubles and two her, two home runs between the three of them. And these guys are excited to come to the park today, not to mention they're doing pretty well right now. Jose Urquidy, on the other hand, holds a 3-3-6 ERA in the season and has come on very strongly in May. Had a slower start to the season in April with his ERA above four for that month. However, those games were against good teams. Um, or excuse me, those team those games were against teams that are very familiar with him. They, he faced Oakland and Seattle twice each, teams within his division that he's seen plenty of times. Now he's into May and he is diversifying his portfolio, Might you might say. Over three starts, 17 and two-thirds innings. He has allowed only two earned runs over those innings, giving up a... 
nice crisp 1.02 ERA during May, and the Astros are 3-0 and in his first fives partner. Hey, I like that. Uh, you know, with Rodriguez on the mound, I uh, don't have a bunch of faith in the Red Sox. I mean, I do like him as a pitcher, but uh, we've seen how the Astros have hit lefties around all mm-hmm. season long, and I think that looms heavily in this matchup. So I got to ride with you once again there on the Astros' first five money line. Uh, yeah, and you mentioned the Astros versus lefties on the season. Very, very, very good. 279 batting average, 344 OBP. Last 10 games, uh, 284 batting average, 352 OBP. Red Sox on the season versus righties are very good. However, last five, 184 batting average and 268 OBP. Staying away from the full game because Houston's bullpen has been a little shaky lately. Mm. We all saw that moonshot that Fernando Tatis hit to tie up the game over the weekend. Rough. Still still going into orbit right now. Yes, sir. And uh, so for that matter, I am taking the Astros first five money line. There you go. Our mags, two best bets of the day coming from today's MLB slate. I think myself personally, I'm going to ride right along with him. Mm-hmm. I like his analysis. Everything seems to be lining up quite well for you over there, partner. Appreciate so it. I think I'm going to rock and roll with you as well. But if you've been here before, you know that we don't just give you one half of the TTL cruise plays. We got to give you the whole thing. Two out of two. Complete the circle, if you will. So without further ado, it's time for my best bets of the day. And boy, oh boy, do I got a couple for you. Had a little bit of a rough outing last week. If you tell along, if you faded me, I do not blame you. Worst week of handicapping, handicapping I have ever had since I started this game. However, It was cold in the Windy City last week, a little chilly, a little bit of wind blowing through and was messing with the lines and stuff I was Mm -hmm, seeing, mm -hmm. starting to warm up. Even though I got the hoodie on, it was chilly this morning, but warming up, hitting about 79 degrees today, partner. So with the warming of temperature comes the warming of Colts picks, ladies and gentlemen, and I got two coming at you today, and I am ready to rock and roll. So for the first pick of the day, I am bringing to you guys my first best bet. Going to the matchup between the Philadelphia Phillies and the Cincinnati Reds, and I am not picking a side. I'm going with the game total, and I am taking under eight and a half runs in this matchup. Let me tell you why. You got Vince Velasquez on the mound for the Phillies and Wade Miley on the mound for the Reds. Now, Velasquez has quietly been one of the more hot and one of the better pitchers in the NL and actually in all of the MLB here over the last month and uh, over the course of the season so far. He's had four May starts, pitched 23 innings in those starts. He's only allowed 12 hits, had 24 Ks, only allowed 11 walks, and only three earned runs. In addition to those starts, he did come in for an inning and a third against Boston. Was dominant as can be in that one as well. He had no hits, three Ks, no walks, no earned runs. He came in and did his job. He's done his job all season long. Now, Miley on the mound for the Reds is coming off of a little bit of a stint on the IL, so they may have some eyes on him today. Uh, I do think he will be able to go rather deep uh, into the game, maybe fifth, sixth inning for uh, what some of these starters have been able to go this year so far. So I see fifth, five, six innings coming out of Miley, but on top of that, he's been really, really good, even though he did hit the IL. I don't think that the stint on the IL and then him coming back is going to be something that's going to be a detriment to how he was pitching so far this season. He had eight starts. He does have a four and four record. 
holds a 3.50 ERA, but he does have 34 Ks with 11 walks in those eight starts. He is only allowing a 214 batting average, 261 OBP, and a 590 OPS over the, over the course of his starts this season as well. So he's been pitching really great. I think he comes back and continues to do much of the same against this Phillies offense that is really, really struggling right now. Both teams are uh, actually battling a little bit of injury. Uh, the Phillies now without Quinn, still without Harper, still without Kingery, and still without Gregorius. So that is huge, huge impact on their offense as we have seen as they've only scored two, three, three, two, and two runs in their last five games. So they've been really struggling to get any type of offense generated without some of those better sticks in the lineup. Now, as of Saturday, the Reds are going to be without Senzel. They're obviously still without Mustakas, and they're going to be without Vado still for some time. So their lineup, even though that they have a few solid batters in that lineup, it's still been a struggle for them as well. They put up 5-2-0-3-3 over their last five games. They put up that five runs yesterday. Hate to say it against Mike Cubbies and Jake Arrieta, but Jake Arrieta has not been Jake the Snake of old. He's uh, really been struggling so far to this 2021 season, and uh, I I think that's kind of a blip on the map to show what this Reds offense has been. They really haven't been anything to uh, to write home about, for lack of a better term. Weather in this matchup looms high for me as well. It's blowing straight in about 5 to 10 miles an hour during game time and throughout the game. And about a 50% humidity. So going to be some thick air over there in Cincinnati, knocking those balls down, which you absolutely love to see. Last five games overall for these teams, Philadelphia is 3-2 and two to the under and Cincinnati is 4-1 and one to the under. Cincinnati going under with totals of six, six and a half, eight, and ten. So they are an under wagon right now, have not been able to generate any type of offense, as I've been saying. And last but not least, between these two teams in the last nine meetings, the under is eight and one. And in the last six meetings in Cincinnati, the under is five and one. So give me all of the Philadelphia Phillies versus Cincinnati Reds under eight and a half, and you should lock it into with confidence. I love it, partner. I love it. There you go. Nothing even to add. Ah, Checked off it. about every you box it, yeah. I possibly could there. So absolutely love it as well. Also, um, right about now, right before I uh, we hopped on live here, I looked. It was getting about 30-some percent of the bets and about 70% of the money. So you really love to see that as well, especially early in the morning, yeah. hitting, hitting some sharp action. So there's my first pick of the day. And now it's time for my second pick of the day. I'm going back to the well, Mm -hmm. my boys. If you've been watching for some time now, you know these are my guys, and I think they're finally back in the position where you can start betting them heavily again. So I'm going to hop back on the train. I think you should too, and let me tell you if you haven't been following along. My second pick of the day is going to be the San Francisco Giants. First five money line. They are playing the LA Angels, and you might be a little worried just hearing that, but hold on. Let me give you some key factors in here why I'm siding with the Giants all day long. Now, Dylan Bundy's on the mound for the Angels, and Johnny Cueto is on the mound for the Giants. Now, I did back Johnny Cueto last week in a start against the D-backs. Boy, oh boy, was it rough. And we've seen it in the past. When Cueto gets into some of these spots where he comes out not dealing so hot, he gets into a rut, gives up some runs, they yank him in about the fourth inning. That was the exact case there for uh, Cueto against the Diamondbacks after those games. Cueto bounces back. It's Johnny Cueto. He's solid. He has the ability. He did a little bit of that IL stint, so I think he's still finding himself. But I think this Angels offense, 
They have been doing everything they possibly can to scrap together any runs without Mike Trout in the lineup, without some of those other key bats in the lineup. And it's only going to keep going for them for so long. (laughs) Eventually, the train is going to run out with this offense. Their guys are going to get tired. They're playing once again here on no rest. And I think that looms heavily with Johnny Cueto, especially Johnny Cueto has pitched really well against the Angels in San Francisco in his career. So with that all being said, Cueto has had seven starts this season, uh, even though having that IL stint, he's pitched 37 and a third innings. He's got a three and one record, has a little bit of a rough 3.86 ERA. It would be down some more had he not had two rough outings uh, so far this year, but he's been solid outside of that. 31 Ks with only six walks and only allowing a 314 OBP. If it wouldn't have been for that game with the Diamondbacks and uh, blanket on the game before, uh, there was another big game where he struggled, but that also uh, take that off the map and he has been lights out. Traditional classic Johnny Cueto. Now Bundy, Struggling all year long, not somebody that I or you should be thinking about backing or putting your money on. He's had nine starts this season, pitched 45 and two-thirds innings. He's got an 0-5 record, 6.50 ERA. He's got 48 Ks with 13 walks. Now, this is the real kicker. He's allowing a 265 batting average, 318 OBP, and 810 OPS. He is letting batters rip the mess out of the ball when they are on the base pass with him, and he is actually actually allowed nine home runs in those nine starts this season. There's been some where we've had zero, but there's been more where he's had two. So he's been giving up some good home runs. Now, why do I mention that? Because the Giants are the third best team in the MLB, averaging 1.46 home runs per game. They are taking it deep. Now, why do I mention that as well? The weather, wind, blowing straight out to left center field at about 10 miles an hour pristine for the San Francisco Giants uh, offense, and I just absolutely love them to take at least one or two balls deep here on Bundy, if not the LA Angels bullpen, which has been rather rough. Now, we'll get into that later because I do have a second pick coming out of this matchup, so I technically have three. So, Continuing on here, I love this even more because the Angels have won one game with uh, Bundy or or won one game in the month of May with Bundy on the mound in his starts. They are one and three outside of that in his four starts in May. He has not pitched well for them, and he has given up some solid earned run in those outings. Now, with that being said, that one win was a six to five win against Oakland where Bundy gave up four earned runs. So it's not like he pitched well in the win either. So he has been struggling, struggling, struggling. Once again, not somebody you should be backing and putting your money on. First five inning runs per game. San Francisco Giants still solid. 11th in the MLB, 2.68 average. And at home, they average 2.24. The Angels, 10th in the MLB. So they are a little better, but they are also averaging 2.68. So rankings mean nothing here. And they are averaging 2.35 away. Now, first five inning runs per game allowed is where I really hang my hat here with this analysis. The Giants, second in the MLB, only allowing 1.68 first five runs per game, and they are only allowing 1.7 average at home. Angels, not so much the case. 29th in the MLB in first five inning runs allowed per game, averaging 2.92 allowed, and on the road, averaging 3.3 run first five innings allowed, inning runs allowed. They are giving them up on the road, and they are not able to stop opposing offenses from putting those runs up, and I don't think Dylan Bundy has 
any chance of doing that against a Giants team that is actually starting to heat back up again. Why I'm jumping back on the train, why I'm back on the track, and the Angels, as I said at the top, are starting to uh, get to the end of that rope here with some of that offensive Mm -hmm. production without some of their all-stars in the lineup. Yeah. I uh I like you said these this Giants offense got cooking this last weekend. I can't remember if they swept the Dodgers or if they took two out of three, but their offense was rolling. They, and so they uh, took two out of three, I believe, but they were rolling right. against some great pitching too. Yeah, so I you know I I agree with you. I think Cueto's going to bounce back, even if he doesn't. I think they touch up uh good old Bundy there. Bundy regardless. And the other thing I heard was that I might try and find uh, a little someone to sprinkle a little home run prop action down mm, there. Yes, sir. I uh, think that is something that uh, you really should key in on yeah. that matchup. I like that you mentioned that. Now, I did say uh, somewhere in there that I got two plays coming out of this. So when I'm playing first five now, sometimes I like to play the first five and the full game. So I have confidence in both. I will be playing a full unit on the first five money line for the San Francisco Giants and then a half unit on the full game money line for the San Francisco Giants. So those are my two picks coming out of there. One final thought, why I'm so confident in the Giants to continue to roll here. The Angels, 2-8, and eight, last 10 meetings overall between these two teams, and 0-5 and in the last five meetings in San Francisco. Give me all of the Giants' first five money line for a full unit and all of their money line for a half a unit. Lock it in at whatever the best current line you're finding it at on your favorite sports book. So there we have it. My three picks. Been saying two. Forgot I was taking the other half unit. So there's my three picks of the day. Now, we don't just leave you with some straight plays. Get a little extra. We want to give you some juice. We want to make it uh, a little fun because we all like to sweat a little extra here because mm-hmm. sometimes these straight plays are no sweat. Nice and easy. They're our best <laughs> sure. bets of the day. Sometimes. With that being said, it's Monday. That means another parlay. Mm-hmm. And with you put those two things together, you get... The Monday Madness Parlay. It's here. It's live. We got the Cross Sport Parlay back for you today. And partner, I said it at the top, but I am confident. Confident in this one. I uh, did a little uh, extra behind the scenes research for one of the plays here. So uh, feeling real good. This week, this Monday, three-legger. Paying out at about plus 435 odds. Mm-hmm. So you're getting real nice. You got 10 bucks burning a hole in your pocket. You get some 50 total return right around 60 to 70 bucks. Yep. So you're absolutely loving the return on this. With that being said, my friend, I know you're super high on the first leg here. Uh-huh. We got an MLB leg for the first one. Sure what we are we taking? All righty. I'll give you a little break there. Thank you, sir. First leg. Oakland A's first five money line versus the Seattle Mariners. This one is an afternoon start getting us kicked off here. James Capriellen on the mound for the A's right-hander versus Logan Gilbert righty for the Mariners. Capriellen is 2-0 with a 1-5-3 ERA over three starts this season. And he's done it against some good offenses. Those three starts are against Boston, the Angels, and this Mariners team last week going seven innings, two hits, zero earned runs. Logan Gilbert is about the complete opposite partner. Over his only three starts on the season, he is 0-2 with a 7-5-9 ERA, allowing nine earned runs over 10 and two-thirds innings and 13 hits 
Those were not against great offenses. First two came against Detroit and Cleveland. Oakland hits uh, Oakland hitters righty. Excuse me. Oakland hits righties better than Seattle. Yes, sir. Uh, Seattle is hitting 210 batting average, 282 OBP versus righties on the season. Last 10 for Seattle, 198 batting average versus righties, 261 OBP. While Oakland's last 10 versus righties, 239 batting average, 332 OBP. Oakland right around the middle of the pack in first five runs and first five runs allowed, while Seattle is bottom five in both of those categories. So I like this to be a nice little 3-1-4-2 type of a first five win for our A's here today. 150%. I'm right there with you. That's why we made it as the first leg. So first leg, Oakland A's first five money line. Second leg, we're headed to the... Hockey rink. To the ice. To the NHL ice, if you will, for the matchup between the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Montreal Canadiens. Game is played in Toronto, but we are going with the Montreal Canadiens on the puck line, plus one and a half. We're rolling with this play because Montreal, scrappy as can be this Mm -hmm. entire series. They got it tied up 3-3, and Toronto has already failed to close this series out. Now... I was pretty high on the money line. Partner said, let's ease back on the juice a little bit. I do like them to at least keep this within one goal. So I submitted and agreed. However, looked into it a little more deeply. Toronto, on home ice so far in this season, they've only had one convincing win in three tries so far. Montreal actually won 2-1 to in the first one. Then Toronto won 5-1. to one. Montreal came out really sloppy in the mm-hmm. very next game. They thought they had it They in the bag. They were like, oh, the Leafs are done. <laughs> they don't care. Mm-hmm. Obviously did not happen. And then had to go to OT in the last meeting in Toronto, 4-3. to three. Montreal looked like they were going to win that game and barely, barely lost it in OT. So I like something very, very similar, if not flip the script, and they get the win this time. Last five meetings, all in May, Montreal is 3-2 and two to the puck line in these uh, meetings between these two teams with actually one outright win in those five games. And actually, seven out of the last nine meetings in Toronto have favored Montreal on the puck line at plus one and a half. So it is a very solid trend for the Montreal Canadiens to play well in Toronto and especially in this game seven spot. I think they come out and give everything they have. Now, you might be saying, but Colt, Mags, they're playing in Toronto. The home fans, oh, oh, oh. Just wait. Toronto still has a stay-at-home order, Mm -hmm. so there will be no home fans. There really isn't a home ice advantage. The Canadians are still playing with no fan base, no nothing. So I think the Canadians come out here very solidly Mm -hmm. and get the outright win. Actually, not that it's going to flip anything. I saw they're going to squeak in about 500 fans into this game. (laughs) Oh, really? 500. Okay, 500 either way. I'm still not worried about it. Move that sound decibel level from this to this. Yeah, just perfect. Just a a little bit. Just enough mm-hmm. to get the Canadians. Enough to uh, enough to get some booze and cheers when they go they're down probably, to nothing. They're probably Montreal fans. Maybe, They'll probably uh, be Montreal we'll fans squeaking in there. Maybe 50-50. We'll 50/50. see what happens. That might be nice. We'll see what happens. Either way, that's our second leg. Canadians plus one and a half on the puck line. And the third leg. We make it across sport. Mm-hmm. It's Monday Madness. You got to go crazy. So... We're headed to the hardwood for the next matchup, and we are going to the matchup, rather, between the Utah Jazz and the Memphis Grizzlies. Not taking a side here. Nope. Been a little interesting. Liked Utah to maybe come out again, but liked something even more that was even more interesting. Now, that was the game total. 
And for this one, we are taking the Jazz versus Grizzlies under 225, 225 and a half, whatever you're seeing it at right now. Now, for a couple of reasons, we looked ahead and the under right now is getting 38% of bets and 89% of the money. So serious sharp action coming in on that early this morning. Two meetings in Memphis this season. The total was set at 225 and 225 and a half and the under is one and one in those meetings. Now, the first meeting where it went under 225 and a half was back on March 31st. And I think they're setting it the same because of public perception. Now, I will admit, I took a total in the Blazers versus the Nuggets game over the weekend. Exact same set total, almost the exact same situation. Said to myself, oh, they absolutely blew through this total, no problem, the last time by 20 points. What are the bookmakers thinking? Keeping the same exact total, they're going to do the exact same thing again. To my demise, they hit the under by over double digits, Mm -hmm. and it was a convincing under. And I said, wow, that's what the bookmakers was doing. So today I looked at my partner and I said, not again, pal, not again. They're doing it. They're trying to do it. And I think this is going to be one of those tight games. That's going to be one of those 111, 106 type deals, Uh, something right around in those that area. And I think we are well, well under in this. Actually, Utah is 18, 18 and one to the under as an away team. 18 and 15 to the under as an away favorite. And overall this season, 36 and 33 to the under. Okay. Memphis, 23 and 15 to the under as the home team, 8 and 6 to the under as a home dog, Mm -hmm. and 4 and 2 to the under in their last six home games. Last meetings between these teams in Memphis, historically. The last 41 meetings overall, the under is 31 and 10 okay. in Memphis. Okay. So I will happily ride on the under. I will happily look at the bookmakers in the face and say, not today, sir. Not again will no, you no, no. get me. So opened at 225 and a half as well, and it has already ticked down and lost the hook to 225. So I like that even more. Big money flowing in. Third leg, Utah Jazz versus Memphis Grizzlies under 225. So there's the three legs, Monday, Madness, Parlay. Now, what if you didn't have your sportsbook app out and weren't able to smash one of those plays in while we were talking about them? What if you go all the way back to RMAG's best bets and you forgot exactly what the first play was? Well, we may or may not have your back. We got it. We got you. Of course, we got your back. Let's get into the best bets of the day. Let's recap these bad boys. All right, folks, here we go. My kind partner, Riley White, makes his appearance and way to the stage for Armax. Best bets of the day. We got the Rays money line and the Astros first five money line. My best bets of the day taken three. I got the Philadelphia Phillies versus Cincinnati Reds under eight and a half. The Giants first five money line for a full unit and the Giants full game money line for a half unit. Now, it says primetime parlay on there. Do apologize. The maker of these graphics was just a little bit asleep at the wheel in the uh, morning. He didn't have his morning coffee nonetheless monday madness parlay we are taking the a's first five money line the montreal canadiens plus one and a half and the utah jazz versus memphis grizzlies under 225 or 225 and a half whatever you're finding it at but at the end of the day make sure you lock these in at whatever the best line you are currently finding them at on your favorite sports book there you have it You got our mags best bets of the day. You got my best bets of the day and not the primetime parlay, rather the Monday madness parlay. 
They're ready, primed up for running to the window. We got uh, plays starting here early in the afternoon mm-hmm. and plays uh, going all the way to the evening. So strap in, folks. It's going to be a full day of ticket cashing on this beautiful Memorial Day. But without further ado, if you've been around before, you know we got uh, one more thing here to get into on the betting portion of the show. Down there at the bottom left, for those of you uh, listening audio version, you will not see this, so come on over to YouTube. But down there at the bottom left, you will see the Moneyline Dice. Now, the Moneyline Dice took a bit of a skid. They were feeling the windy Chicago weather as well. Mm -hmm. But they are back on track. They are ready to rock and roll. And I looked at them first thing this morning, and the fresh paint was glistening. They were glistening. So without further ado... Let's let them have the floor. Let's do it. And make their appearance. It's time for the Money Line Dice Roll of the Day. And here they are. Once again, if you're listening to uh, podcast audio version, you will not see this. So please come over to YouTube to see the Money Line Dice. But for those of you watching, Money Line Dice have made their appearance the handy travel bag, if you will. While I'm getting these bad boys out, uh, just a friendly reminder, if you want your own Moneyline Dice mm-hmm. or one of the other awesome merchandise products that they do have on their website, highly suggest you roll on over to that website. Actually made it easy for you. Episodes description, bottom link, Moneyline Dice website. Go on there, pick out whatever you want, get it in your cart, and when you go to check out, enter code TTL. 10, that is TTL10 at checkout, and you're going to get 10% off your first order. Actually, uh, went ahead and put the code in there as well in the description, both uh, down at the bottom there and uh, on for the podcast. So uh, make sure you head over there if you've been wanting to get your own money line dice, get you a good discount, and get an awesome product that's going to last you for a while and last you forever, actually, your whole betting career, mm-hmm. which with us degenerates, never dies. Unless you uh, got some dice that aren't treating you well, and then you, uh, you know, you throw them to the wind. But no, we nah. would never do that to the dice. Nah. We would never do that to the dice. So they are back. They have made their appearance. It's time. It is time for the money line dice. Now you may be wondering what matchup are we rolling for today, or if you read the description, you're probably actually not. So, uh, without further ado, today's money line dice roll is between. The Washington Nationals and the Atlanta Braves. Yes. Now, let me tell you why. Partner and me have been getting absolutely destroyed by these two pitchers this season. Whether it be we backed them and they have an absolutely terrible game, Uh or we bet against them and then all of a sudden they have the game of their lives. Uh We looked at it today, and we are not going to have any part of Joe Ross or Charlie Morton on our own backing. So we looked at the dice and we said, hey, you're going to have to take this one. You're going to have to let us know because we got no clue and they've been burning us all year. But we know you, Dice. You know all. So without further ado, it's time for today's Moneyline Dice Roll. Washington Nationals are the away team. And I do believe they are coming in as the underdog. Yes, sir. As they should against the Atlanta Braves, about, who are the home team. Yep, about plus 160 for the Nats. All right. So they have made their appearance mm-hmm. on set. They are live. It is time for the first roll of the day. And if you ain't been around before, it is time for the home or away. Go for are it, we man. rolling with the Phillies 
or are we rolling with the Braves? You said the Phillies, but we're taking uh, the Nationals. Why do I always get uh, the Phillies and the Nats confused? I don't know why I always say that. When I say that, I look at them and I don't, I don't get confused. That I, I know who the Phillies and the <laughs> Nationals are, but when I say it, it's quite confusing. But cut the drama, cut the nonsense, Homer away. Here we go in three, two, one. That's away, away team. team. Nationals. The away team, Washington Nationals. Plus 163 or not uh, not some terrible odds for plus one and a half, but minus 130. Okay. So we don't have to eat too much chalk no. to get that plus one and a half. So will we be going money line, writing them outright, or will we be getting a run and a half backing? Soon we will find out in three, two, ATS. So we're going to get the run line. So, partner. Oh, I do apologize. uh, Headphone issue. Bumping some stuff around here. I do certainly apologize. I will show them. And uh, if you got any filler action there, go right ahead, pal. Yeah. So, my partner mentioned these pitchers and how they've been cocking us around. Joe Ross on the season. First two starts, zero earned runs allowed. We say, hey, Joe Ross, looks like he might be a, uh, you know, all star candidate here. Nice little uh, dice action there on the screen. Uh, and then he proceeds to give up 10 earned runs in that follow-up start after zero earned runs in his first two start. Then he goes one, two, and two. And then, hey, Joe Ross is back. That 10 runs, that was an outlier. Eight runs against the Diamondbacks. Now he's got two and zero in his last two. So do the dice think he's Batman? <laughs> I'll be damned if the dice get screwed on Joe Ross and he gives up at least seven again. And, um... Uh, you know, bouncing over to old Charlie Morton, three one five one five four zero three one zero. Maybe this is Morton's day to regress, according to the dice. Did you hear any of what I was putting down there? As I, I as we were talking about it, I like didn't remember it being that bad. It was that fucking bad. Zero zero ten, and then a couple good starts, eight. And now a couple of good starts. Maybe, you know what? I think the dice think it's going to be like a 15-14 uh, Braves win. That's what the dice are calling for here, apparently. The dice have spoken! We will not hear any of your nonsense. We will not hear any of the garbage of the 8-13 and 13 record of the dice. It is a new week, almost a new month, and time for a new streak. For the money line dice. If you want to run a ticket to the window guaranteed today, put the money line stamp on it. The Washington Nationals plus one and a half. Lock it in, hammer it home, and let's believe in these dice once again and get some doggone money in the pocket. I've always believed. I've always believed as well in the dice we trust, and we will forever trust in the dice. And if you trust in the dice too, want your own set, head on over moneylinedice.com, code TTL10, get your own. There is today's Moneyline mm-hmm. Dice roll of the day. Mm-hmm. Holy smokes, partner. A lot of action. Yeah. A lot of action today. Mm-hmm. A great mo- Memorial Day slate. We'll probably have some plays outside of uh, today's show. Saw oh, some, yeah. other, uh, Most definitely. some other picks that I like, but none that were uh, best bet of the day worthy, right. if you will. Same with me. So... With all of that, you have RMAG's best bets of the day, my best bets of the day, the Monday Madness Parlay, and now the Money Line Dice Roll. Every single play, every single bit of action from the TTL crew that we love to kick things off on today's slate. Make sure you 
hammer it in, lock it home, sprinkle a little dough down, whatever you like to say. Just make it in, make sure you get those plays in at whatever the current best line you're finding them at on your favorite sports book. Now, it's about time to get into the second half of today's show. If you are one of the kind gamblers that just comes around for the picks from the TTL crew and the analysis, thank you so much, first and foremost, for stopping by. If you're out of here, peace and love, but make sure you come on back. We got more books to bankrupt and more tickets to cash, and we need your help doing it, so don't stay away for too long. But if you are one of the TTL faithful, It's time to rock and roll for the second half of the show. Today's Rants and Reactions. It is live. It is time. Let me uh, scooch my chair in here just a little bit, partner. Go for it. I uh, had to to have a little bit of extra working room there for the Moneyline Dice. Mm Mm-hmm. So had uh, had quite the weekend of uh, sports here, quite sure the weekend did. of uh, gambling, everything all uh, all across the board. So we got some solid stuff to get into. Uh, let's start with some feel good, okay? Before we dive deep into the nitty gritty, huh? So a uh, little feel good here. Congratulations to Jason Cockrack. Kokrak. I think it's Kokrak. Kokrak, yeah, yeah Kokrak. Uh, Jason Kokrak wins the uh, Charles Schwab Challenge. Uh, yeah, man. Jordan Speeth, I was watching that one. I had, uh, this wasn't the only leg that busted, but my Sunday crossboard, I took Speeth over Kokrak. He was coming in as like a minus 225 to open the day yesterday. Speeth was to win the tournament. I'm not sure exactly where Kokrak was, but uh, if you backed Kokrak this weekend, even yesterday morning, you won a little dough. Speeth did not look good. It was no. ugly. Put it in the water on 18. I don't think that would have mattered. He was coming in one back, I believe, mm. on that hole. So. Good for Kokrak. I'm uh, not sure how many times he's won on tour. He's not a big game or not a big name, but he's you know solid golfer. So. No, not at all. I had uh, I hadn't heard his name up there at the top for quite some time. Right. And uh, hey, take home the Charles Schwab. You never know. It's uh, in some of these tournaments that aren't uh, the huge major big things. Sometimes those guys squeak through the cracks. Yep. And uh, hey, congratulations to Kokrak. He uh, he played excellent. And like you said, man, Spieth. What the hell happened? I mean, yeah, he just man. he couldn't putt, he couldn't chip, everything. He, he kind of got a case of the Tony Finaus. Right. Neither guy, I mean, Kokrak wasn't anything spectacular. I don't know if he was even on the day or plus one. I can't remember. But, I mean, man, I mean, the, both, both those guys came in with like a 5-6 shot lead on the rest of the pack. So, mm-hmm. it was basically just those two guys. But, uh, yeah, Spieth. I can't really uh can't really do too much putting it on the putting it in on the water on uh, on 18 there. No, not a clue. Not what you want. No, but uh speaking of can't really do too much. All of us can't really do too much in this situation, but uh we do have a lot of opinions mm-hmm. as to where this man might be going. And what am I talking about? Julio Jones. NFL news rumors what the heck's going on? Right. Now all of a sudden he might be going to the Seattle Seahawks. Mm. What what what's the deal? Where do you think this guy goes, partner? I don't think he's going to NFC. I feel like especially a team like the Seahawks that could really I don't know if that would put them over the edge, but that would obviously be a massive piece for Seattle. Uh, you know, I have my own. It's not gonna happen, but obviously Julio to the Packers would tickle my fancy but i don't think that's uh yeah, looking at the packers on your yeah, screen yeah, right you there know, i may or may not be but uh yeah i i think he's going afc man i would be yeah. shocked if they trade him anywhere in the nfc unless they give him a boatload for him but that contract is going to be tough to trade so you know if uh if 
if you didn't say on live television, uh, you know, I'm out of here, man, I would probably say, eh, I don't think they're going to get rid of him. I think they're going to hold on to him. Yeah. But uh, if he's not coming around, he's not coming around. So I'm, uh, I'm guessing AFC. Yeah, I would have to agree with you, too. Uh, when a lot of these big-name guys do end up getting traded teams that uh they will put that they played for that they might potentially have to play against yeah they're not going to trade them to those teams they don't want them anywhere near them they don't uh they don't want to have to deal with that i mean they know the caliber of julio jones in atlanta um per a lot of people atlanta was not happy at all about what happened with shannon sharp (laughs) um and undisputed I can't imagine either that many other people would be excited yeah, I mean, about I, that. I put myself but... in the, my current situation with my quarterback. Yeah. If, I, if it was a similar show, and it was like, ah, oh, man, Shit, no dude. chance. But that, I, dude, I, I would be crushed. That, okay, holy <laughs> fuck. While we're on that, if that happened, Green Bay would be on fire, my mm. guy. Green Bay would not even entertaining. I, I mean, I mean, not even it, 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 it would be a fucking meltdown, folks. If he doesn't want to entertain it, I will. If. Well, Shannon Sharp, if okay, let's say Skip Bayless, or if or if Kenny Kenny Maine gives Aaron <laughs> Rodgers a call out of nowhere, <laughs> you know I just love to spin down rabbit holes with Aaron Rodgers. Like Kenny Maine's gonna get a gotcha on Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> hey. Things can fucking happen, folks. Things can happen. Hey, last we heard, Kenny Maines doesn't do, he doesn't like Aaron Rodgers. Oh yeah, yeah. He's that fuck you, Aaron Rodgers. Fuck That's you, the last Rogers. thing we heard. So yeah, exactly. per per television, live television. <laughs> I gotta get this guy going any uh, chance I can with a little bit of uh Packers yeah. jam. <laughs> but, but I mean back to Julio, you got uh, AJ Brown making TikToks trying to persuade Julio to come. And that's what drives me crazy about this current uh you know, the NFL's or the players are trying to be a lot more like the NBA, where yeah. in the NBA, if you say you want out, you're basically out of there. Look, I mean, there's the last five years, there's a lot of history of it. And then you got AJ Brown trying to persuade Julio to come to Tennessee when in reality you need to persuade your front office yeah. or the Falcons front office. Like Julio can't make that decision yeah. to get traded to Tennessee. Like that's not how things work in the NFL. Exactly. So that, you know, that type of, there's my soapbox for the day as far as that types of stuff. Cause I mean, is that possible? Do I think that's one of the teams, if he goes, could he go there for sure? But it ain't up to Julio where no, he's going. It's not really up to Julio. It's about uh, Team Julio, everybody behind him, and then uh, front offices of wherever he's going to go in the right. front office of Atlanta right now. Because at the end of the day, Atlanta and whatever team that's going to take him, that team is going to have to inher- inherit a sizable, sizable contract. Right. And like in my mind, you're probably going to have to dish out somebody that's got a contract. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, at least absolutely. Half. I don't and I mean, know. I know, I know the cap's going back up again. We're kind of getting back to some sense of normalcy, but still right goodness gracious i mean there's not a whole lot of teams that are going to want to take on that contract so hey the jury is still out on old julio we'll uh we'll see what the heck happens mm-hmm. but really nothing else uh new noteworthy in nfl yet just uh days going by getting juiced up keep looking at the schedule keep thinking about who i'm going to take early for the fantasy league what we're going to be doing trust me you guys have not seen anything yet we love mlb we love NBA. This guy loves NBA more than me. I just like to cap it. I like to uh, get dive deep into the trends and stats. I absolutely love capping it. Um, same with college basketball. For some reason, just capping basketball to me is just so much fun. Mm-hmm. But college basketball, I just, I absolutely love it. I cannot yeah. wait till I said that to you today. I was like, so uh, 
when's college basketball coming <laughs> back? Uh, are we getting that anytime sooner? So I can't wait for that, but just wait for NFL. I mean, me and this guy are absolute nuts. I, and I keep football, and college and, football and right too. that coming it. back. I mean, I keep, I counted the other day. I keep six apps on my phone year round for fantasy football and other football uh-huh. betting purposes. Right. So football we are all over the map i mean we absolutely absolutely love it and we've been in the same he is my fantasy commissioner i have to bow down to him when it comes Mm -hmm. to uh fantasy football rules and regulations uh have been for uh just a little under a decade here now so something like that rocking and rolling with that so we will be bringing you all types of content even outside of the uh ttl show we have all types of stuff coming for NFL right. season. I cannot wait. So that's uh, that's about it for the NFL. Nothing crazy going on there. MLB action. Uh, also about, uh, what, quarter of the way through the season here? Getting uh, yes, like somewhere, that. maybe a little bit over, a little over plus minus 40 games. Somewhere mm-hmm. over in there, maybe a little high end of 40 games. So starting to really shake out, see what teams are about. That's 50. Yeah, I think we I think, I think we so. are too. So we might be a little over a quarter of the way there, getting uh, right around into the halfway mark. And before you know it, it's going to be the All-Star break. Mm-hmm. Going to have some fun action going on there. Um, but nothing, nothing new, noteworthy. Some teams who were hot heating back up, teams who were cold cooling back off. Uh, I think a lot of these, like, quick little weak jolts and that's what you got to remember when betting mlb if you've been struggling with uh some mlb bets uh like me and mags have i mean i'll be the first to admit it my my past week and before that i was hot i was seeing everything i was great and then this past week you're gonna have weeks like that when you're betting mlb i mean it's it's a 162 game season there's gonna be times when a team doesn't show up against another particular team for an entire series. You think the stars are aligned for them to get right. It looks like they're all aligned and Yankees just got swept by the Detroit Tigers this week. Exactly. For example. Exactly. That uh I mean prime fucking example yeah. for what I'm talking about. I mean it's it those you'll have those ebbs and flows and those ups and downs and and the key is is being able to see those matchups and see that value. Like I took the Tigers a couple times this weekend based on some of the pitching matchups and how the Yankees had uh or the Tigers had Against the Yankees, uh, I think I said that uh, the because uh, uh, the Yankees just with some of the uh, matchups against their pitching, it just I, I couldn't believe it. Right, and, uh, some of the value you were getting with Detroit in the underdog spots. So really, uh, again, this is only my second full season, really handicapping, truly handicapping MLB games. So uh, still uh, still playing into some of those little little trends and things there, but finding them here and there. Sure, uh, your White Sox, my man, had a hell of a weekend. Nice four zero sweep. Nice little double header on saturday mm-hmm. uh you know just gotta beat the teams you gotta beat these orioles on a rough 13 game losing streak now uh they were not the only ones but the arizona got the win last night to snap their own it was either 12 or 13 for themselves yeah. but uh, like you said cold teams cooling back down and uh my white Sox heating back up got a nice little double header big big double header against the indians today three and a half games up on them in the division mm-hmm be huge if we can make a five and a half yeah i think uh you got a pretty good shot there in game one with uh rodon and uh, mckenzie on the mound yep. seems uh pretty likely might be looking into some first five action there yep uh but my cubbies on the north side three and one rough outing with Arietta on the mound yesterday and uh snap that six game winning streak Bummer and a half, my man. Eh, Bummer and a half, my man. But a solid series. I uh, thought we could string it together, uh, especially with this upcoming series. I I thought we'd really be able to get some stuff stringed together, maybe get into the double digits uh, with wins. But hey, 
I'm not getting down on my cubbies at all. No. And the fact that we were on a six-game winning streak with the injuries that we're battling right now, mm-hmm. I mean, there's no Matt Duffy. There's no Anthony Rizzo. There's no Jason Hayward. Yeah, they're playing there's, ball. Now there's no David Bodie. There's no one of my favorite players, one of the most best prospects we've had in forever, Nico Horner. I mean, we're battling injuries and we're winning. So the fact that a good majority of the star-studdedness of our lineup is out and we're still winning ball games. I mean, that bullpen finally looking solid, finally being able to get stuff done. I mean, Tapera, I can't remember what uh, what graphic they flashed across uh, last night but or two nights ago. But, I mean, he's been absolutely dealing. That bullpen is just finally coming to life, and that's what we need to stay in games because those bats, if they're asleep in the first half, they end up waking up in the second half. Sure. I know my partner hates to say it, but sometimes these uh, these cubbies are fun to bet on because of that reason. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, not uh, not jumping on them uh, super heavy today, facing the Padres, uh, facing Paddock. Uh, so we'll see what happens there, but uh, might take a little action on them. Who knows? They might uh, stay hot at home against San Diego. But uh, yeah, that's about my Cubbies. Yeah, in a nutshell. no question. I mean, I think I uh, probably I think I split on the weekend against your Cubbies or four and against your Cubbies. I think I took yeah. against them and then backed them the next day. So yeah, I uh, backed them all weekend long. Thought mm-hmm. I was going to get the clean sweep. Mm-hmm. Almost did, uh, but nonetheless got the uh, two and one. Um, against the Reds and uh, three and one since Thursday. So still rocking and uh, rolling. That about does it for MLB nonsense. How about some NBA action? We uh, only had one NBA play coming out today just on the leg. Some uh, we think that Philadelphia has a very solid uh, chance to destroy Washington once again, but uh, still about minus eight. So you still got to proceed with caution. I think I'll probably hammer the Sixers, but like you were already saying, not anything that we feel confident enough for the pod. Uh, You know, Jazz Grizzlies again. I think the Jazz handle them again, but I'm seeing a lot of sharp action on the Grizzlies. Yeah, I don't know if yeah, that's 90, 99% of the money on Utah right now. Maybe that's some Juicy J uh, throwing down a million dollars on every game like he used I to. I mean, if that doesn't seem like John Q. Public to you, then I don't know what is. So it's kind of in the back of my mind, too, to smash in Memphis plus five, plus five and a half. But uh, it's just these playoffs with these just the, that five to eight five to eight you just right. got to be so careful because right. there's a lot of key numbers in there so it uh it just kind of depends and obviously the books are doing it right the books are capping these right for the playoffs so as handicappers we just got to do a little extra research and get right. the value for you one thing that's been solid later on in the afternoon you get some uh, referee matchups and some other stuff like that mm-hmm. get some head official stats sure helps a little bit yeah i've had a solid uh solid start to the playoffs I and, as well. I, and my I think I'm just going to stay away from that Grizzlies jazz spread because that's one of those things where it's like if I'm going back and forth like that, then it's just best to stay away. So Yeah, absolutely. I would have to agree with you, um, but there's some other news we need to get to. Sure. We need to talk about uh, things are getting a little wild. And if you're one of the TTL faithful or somebody who happens to hear this uh, message and you find yourself at a stadium or ballpark or wherever, uh, please do this for us. Keep your fucking head screwed tight onto your body and don't be a dumbass. At the end of the day, the people on that field or court or whatever are human beings too. They're not just some fucking circus animals that you get to watch parade around for your enjoyment and then because they do something that you don't like, you get to abuse them in certain ways. 
Now, I know everybody's going to be talking about this and has been talking about this, but this is getting ridiculous. The fact that we're seeing all these fights in the stadiums, the fact that we're seeing fans spit onto players, at, at the end of the day, that, that's the most disrespectful thing in my book. I mean, you forcefully put some of your bodily fluid onto another human being. That 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 tops the cake for me. I don't yeah. care what you're doing, what you're a fan of. And then last night, you have a Celtics fan throwing a bottle, a full bottle of water at Kyrie Irving's head, barely misses him, and Kyrie doesn't even notice it because he was just so hyped up. Now, granted, it was in retaliation to him stomping on the Celtics logo, but I don't give a shit. It doesn't matter. You don't do those no. things. I mean, first of all, if that was Russell Westbrook, that just came to my head. He would have been five rows deep in yeah, the stands. He'd have killed him. Um, second of all, like I just don't. We, you know, we mentioned it. Uh, you know, when this first started last week, uh, like obviously it's been a while since we've been in stands, but even still, I just and I just can't understand the mindset of these people. No, and granted, I'm a person who carries myself pretty professionally in public as far as things like this, where I sit and mind my own damn business, mm-hmm. and I boo when it's correct, and I cheer when it's correct. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. So I cannot even fathom the mindset to think that it's okay to wind yourself up and throw shit onto these players. I, I just don't get it. Let man. alone spit on them, man. I, I mean, I don't get anything, the rationale, anything, man. Anything like, at all. Are you just that privileged? I mean, there are dudes that are in the first, you know, 10 rows of these sections So I, in a playoff game. So obviously they've got some money to their name, but I... Hey, if you can find out that the player on the court gave his entire third grade class chicken pox and just jab him with that, that player will have more respect for you at the end of the day. Sure, and I sure. know that's like such a far off example, but that's how <laughs> some of the best, that's like how some of the best hecklers get, saying, get it. You know what I'm saying? Example, like, they, well, yeah. yeah, that's how random I wanted yeah. it to be. Because you can get like that yeah. and players respect that. Right. Players respect the shit talk. You see it on the court. It is what it is. That's part of the game for the real dogs of the game, right. not the softies of or the like game. Or like a, yeah, fuck you, but I'm going to fuck you back. Like Trey Young, basically. Yeah, yeah, like Trey exactly. Young's balding. All right, exactly. I'll see you in the A, comes back and they smoke them in two straight games exactly. in Atlanta. So. Exactly, 150%. So I, uh, I I love the trash talk. I love all that. I'm a trash talker myself, but uh, keep it in the stands. If you're a fan, keep it in the doggone stands. I mean, this is just getting to a point where I did... We shouldn't even be talking about it. No, we shouldn't even be no. talking about it. This stuff is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> especially, but especially the one yesterday after what we all saw yeah, last after week. What we've like, like if this was all the only of the one stuff that last it would still week. be like, all right, yeah. dude, what the hell? Yeah. Like and, now, but it's like, and then he gets arrested and expects something different. So off the soapbox, there it is. Anywho. Rants on that. <laughs> Wrap the rant box up on that one. But uh, we do have some great NBA stuff happening. Uh, you did mention. Hawks taking a commanding 3-1 lead over the New York Knicks. I think Knicks fans got a little too excited, a little too early. and Throwing a uh, championship party after game two win. And uh, it turns out this Hawks team is just better. Yeah, I I do believe they are just better. And uh, it's going to take a miracle for these Knicks to battle all the way back and uh, get into round two. Yeah, I think game five should be back. In, all right, game five is back in New York, and I think that'll be another one like we saw either the first two games uh, where mm-hmm. it's tight or the Knicks pull away. But yeah. in Atlanta, I think the Hawks, if they don't take care of it in five in New York, the Hawks mm-hmm. will take it in six, I think. Yep, playoff LeBron and AD finally showing up, even up the series against the Suns. Uh, yeah, AD questionable to be uh questionable for the rest of the series now yeah. uh, i believe yeah. i can't remember if it was before yesterday's game but the lakers were like minus 900 to win the series suns or 80 gets hurt suns win the game now it's uh right around minus 110 either side wow. suns and lakers so wow 
Got some injuries back and forth with those guys. Okay. And uh, in the last two or three games so, are going to be pretty interesting. So that AD injury must have been a lot more uh, serious than what we thought. Because yeah. they must have been holding him out for quite some time. Because it looked like the same ankle or whatever the... Yeah, I'm not even Whatever sure. The case I want to say they said it might be <laughs> at least a week or so, though. So. Yeah. So either way, that's that's not good for their no. stock against the Suns, who no. uh, are looking good, and Aiton starting to play pissed off. Crowder's playing pissed off. Right. Like, and Aiton without AD, ah, that might yeah. be. That might be all Suns. <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah, that might be a wrap. We'll see. The jury's still out on them as well. Clippers might be back. They dominant, be. dominant win over Dallas. Uh, we've been talking about it, though. Dallas comes back home. These are the spots uh-huh. where they've been let down well, central. Not only, yeah, not only that, but Luca apparently uh, some neck issues, and uh, Ray Carlisle came out either last night or this morning saying, like, yeah, he had some issues. Cause it was tough for him to, you know, turn his neck, move like he normally does. So hopefully for Luca's sake, I mean, every, he's one of the biggest fan favorites in the game, and I love watching the guy play. So hopefully he can get that figured out. Otherwise, this series is going to flip pretty quickly he did say that he does not blame last night's loss on the nerve damage or nerve injury so so i mean that's him that's him being a baller being a player so ballers ball i mean you love uh, him to come out and say that so that's uh that's top notch milwaukee 4-0 sweep not even in question nice and easy of uh, miami miami never even had a shot i don't even know why i tried to even put any money on miami that was just Mm -hmm. there no shot in hell that they were doing anything three and one on the spread betting for that series so i'll take that all day hey there you go my friend and then uh brooklyn Mm -hmm. after a uh what the hell you doing game came out and uh now they're three to one control with the uh series going back to brooklyn yeah gonna be a quick five-game gentleman sweep here. Yes, I do believe you are correct. So uh, a lot of action still happening NBA-wise. we got the two games tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be sure to uh, be putting out some highlights and whatever action's going on from the Twitter, so make sure you stay alert and uh, follow everything there. Uh, NHL action moving right along. Second round, the Colorado Avalanche have been sitting, waiting, waiting, waiting for who they were going to get to play. Mm-hmm. They find out it's Vegas. Vegas comes in. And they destroy them. Yes, yeah, smash them. Destroy them. them. Seven to one, I do believe. Maybe something like that. Uh, absolute, not pretty. Absolute crushing of the Golden Knights. Yeah, not pretty. I did not watch that one, but uh, you know, if I did, it would have been a quick one to turn off. So yeah, it uh, it wasn't solid at all. I actually the other matchup yesterday, the Hurricane and the Lightning. That one was a good one. I took the Hurricane. I thought home ice advantage would play large for them. Uh, they looked really solid, but ended up. Losing it 2-1. So, I mean, you can't be uh, too disappointed about that. But, I mean, I think that's going to be one hell of a series as well. Uh, As as the Lightning's previous series was and as also the Hurricanes' previous series was. Mm -hmm. So, I think it... uh, it, it it's going to be one you're going to want to watch for sure. And one that is extremely fun to bet. A little bit of uh, weirdness happening now. Mm -hmm. So, we're getting into the second round. Some of the north is the north is shaping up now, getting really close yep. to uh, finding out who's in the second round, stuff like that. So now we got to get into this issue: mm-hmm. USA and Canada travel plans yeah. and requirements and restrictions. Yep. And are the Canadian players going to be able to make it into the U.S. or vice versa when it comes time for these guys to actually play each other? Because it's going to happen. Seems like you should probably have a better plan laid out by this point, partner. I don't know what's going on there. And, I would uh, concur. Like you said, it's going to be, you know, we got game seven tonight, and then uh, it's the Jets that are waiting the winner, correct? Yes. Yes. And then uh, coming off of that sweep. And then whoever wins that series is going to have to play a USA team. So I've heard they might be setting up a hub 
I can't remember where, but somewhere in America, obviously. But mm. uh, that's not going to be, uh, you know, that's not uh, that's taking them away from their home ice. We've seen teams, uh, either, either yeah. uh, like the Raptors and the Blue Jays, playing down in Florida all season long. And though, obviously, the Raptors, it did yeah. not go well for them. So mm. uh, a little bit of a disadvantage there for the Canadian teams. I would have to agree with you there. Uh, Speaking of Canadian teams, Game 7 tonight, already talked about it. One of our best bets of the day or in the Monday Madness parlay. Canadians versus Maple Leafs. Uh, That is a hotly contested Game 7. I think uh, Montreal sneaks away with the victory here and finds himself playing Winnipeg uh, come uh, Wednesday. I do believe it'll be Wednesday or Thursday. I can't remember, but uh, I I think the Canadians get this game. I think we're getting some overtime action. Uh, Yeah, uh, it's going to be some overtime action. I think Montreal squeaks it in. So absolutely love that. You got Game 2, Boston, New York. New York Islanders, that being. Um, Boston up 1-0. Yeah, yes. Are they uh, legit? I think they are pretty damn legit, man. They look yeah. fucking good. They did look good. Five uh, two was pretty embarrassing, but that game was a lot closer than the five two score did sure. lead. Had a little bit of a rest uh, rest advantage there, and uh, you know I think the Islanders are really going to have to take care of business at home if they can get this one. Then that'll flip. Uh, that'll flip things for sure. But, yeah, uh, Boston's looking good. They're coming around like minus one ninety favorite tonight. Yeah, so I mean they take that two zero lead, then the Islanders have to go home and play like they have and they have to win the next two games or right. it's it's pretty much a wrap so i don't know i uh i think the islanders have a shot i, I, I think the islanders got a shot to even it up here tonight for sure so um definitely tune into that one as well mm-hmm. i don't think it's going to be a 5-2 blowout again can I, we get these games staggered for god's sakes yeah that's another thing if on. any nhl representatives happen to see this or hear this in some way do you think uh maybe we could have one early in the evening slash afternoon and then maybe one late at night and it's memorial it day is memorial sakes. day Help. most people aren't working you could just go ahead and one at five o'clock be a real gentleman about it and have one at 120 for fuck's sakes i mean i'm not really complaining i'm just saying it's kind of goofy that we would have two games all day long and they're at 7 and 7 30 do we have multiple tvs yeah but you got mlb nba and nhl probably going on at the same time so give us a little bit of a stagger for god's sakes we digress anyways nonetheless old man staring at yeah. yelling at cloud no kidding right now i mean we sound like a couple <laughs> of home farts right now either way either way that uh, about wraps up all the nhl nonsense stuff going on there right now and uh let's close out ransom reactions here uh some ttl sports media and ttl crew updates um we we had some technical difficulties so we have been planning either twitch tuesdays or twitch thursdays um where in the afternoon we will um just do some gaming we'll have some side bets on the games um we are we've been playing chell forever and ever and ever against each other so you guys will be seeing some sick games i mean i don't know the last game that hasn't ended like five four six five at the very end that's what palms they, they've been legit so you guys will absolutely love that we'll probably have some other bets maybe um some betting on the games like madden or stuff like that so mm-hmm. we'll do that um no real duration yet as far as the stream we'll just kind of see how you guys come in and what 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 you guys think of it and what you guys say trial and error. um we'll also have some so we'll talk about some live bets we'll take some st- time away 
away from uh, the live and maybe pull up like um, uh, covers, for instance, and go through some of the lines and some of the things that we're looking at because we have all that capability as well too with the software and stuff. So just been trying to figure that stuff out and been battling internet issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are a content creator of any type or uh, just an average human being living in the 21st <laughs> century, uh, not having correct internet speeds and having Wi-Fi issues is a some bitch. So uh, getting that all hammered out, figured out. Uh, if you were following me along on Twitter yesterday, love a good underdog. Comcast got me all fixed up. It does appear to be okay. Got to one run one final test to uh, make sure we're all set to go for Twitch. And then uh, we'll be sure to let you guys know when we plan to do that. Uh, also, some other big stuff. We got um, some other shows in the works. Uh, geez, as far as expanding the platform, uh, website coming soon, personal blogs, we're going to revive the newsletter at mm-hmm. some point here coming up. So, I mean, it is, uh, it's every single day. You're going to have something new, find something out, see something cool from the TTL crew. Uh, every single day is continuous improvement on this side. We don't just stay stagnant or the same, like the, uh, the old folks would say, we don't let no grass grow under our feet. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll keep it moving, keep it rocking and rolling. And uh, as we come up with new ideas or implement ideas we've already had and just have not had the time yet to implement, we will 100% let you know. And this is a great time to remind you, if you're asking, how in the world can I find out? How in the world will I know? Well, stay locked into the TTL pod. We'll obviously tell you here every single show what we got coming up, what we don't got coming up. But also, visit that link tree. Get us on all of our social medias, on all of our other platforms, on all of our other content so you can just stay up to date because 99% of the time you're going to find out about it right away on Twitter. As soon as something happens, we talk about it, tweet about it, let you guys know about it. So we are very active on Twitter and are starting to get the feelers out there into some other social medias if you're bigger fans. So make sure you stay tuned for those drops as well. Talking about the opportunities are limitless. So we have a lot of things to yet to uh, even scratch the surface on to bring you guys so cannot wait to absolutely do that and continue to expand the uh, ttl sports media platform this is uh this is our passion this is what we love to do and we're going to keep rocking and rolling uh we we cannot thank you guys enough for the uh first week just absolutely oh, awesome gosh. we are beyond humbled for uh the views the following the subscriptions um everything we we can't thank you guys enough and we're just going to keep pumping it out every single day we'll see you monday through friday 10 a.m central standard time or around there just depending on what happens that morning but um that being the case uh we will always 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 be here and uh be running tickets to the window with you guys every damn day all day long so uh that about does it ransom reactions ttl updates all that good stuff so why don't we go ahead and get this episode closed out the only way we and i know how let's do it how about uh little um little Colts Colts motivation minutes Colts 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 motivation minutes for you here can't even say say my own doggone name today uh been one of those days a little tongue-tied but uh hopefully I can uh have a strong finish here go for it for everybody all right so for today's motivation minutes wanted to um kind of take an opportunity just to remind you guys of something and it kind of popped into my head on a day that a lot of you might have the day off, um, might be enjoying time with family or friends or out on a lake or later, or whatever the case might be. And we have a tendency to just fly through those moments. 
we don't have we have a lesser tendency to take stock of each individual second and each individual interaction and what we're doing we just kind of get there and go and do everything and oh the day's over and it's been something in the past that I've struggled with so I know I can't be the only one and and something that I really have to work at but today I wanted to remind you guys to just slow down and not only today but every single day be conscious of living your life one moment at a time. Not one second, not one minute, not one hour, not one day, one moment at a time. Be so locked in to your life and what you're doing that each breath is a new moment for you. I know, because I can attest to it and speak to it, because it happens to me, that it's very easy for your mind to get sped up. And especially coming into a Monday, you look at all the things you got to do for that Monday and start trying to figure out how you're going to accomplish them and do them. And then before you know it, you're into Tuesday. And then before you know it, you're into fucking Friday. And then mm-hmm. before you know it, you already made it into next week. And your head at that point is so jam-packed with thoughts that you have no room for positivity, no room for growth, and no room for that good energy to get into you. So in order to counteract that, it's time to start controlling your mind. It's time when your mind starts spinning like that, realize that you have the ability to control that. Your brain is not you. Your brain spinning like that at 100 miles an hour is not you. You have the ability to take a deep breath, say, wait a minute, I'm going to slow down and handle this thing that's right in front of me. The first thing dead ahead, I'm not going to go any further than this first obstacle in my path. And I'm going to live one moment at a time even while I'm in this obstacle. Because you can even break it down that simply. Each task, each challenge, each obstacle has individual moments in and of itself. And when you are that slowed down and have the ability to take each one of those moments one at a time, then everything will start to connect. Everything will start to click. And all of that anxiety, all of that worry, all of that fear will begin to leave you. Because at the end of the day, That's all all those negative emotions are, is generated by you internally, worrying about things that you don't even know the outcome to, or you don't even know how to control. And when you try and worry and spin and think about what you don't even know how you can control, you'll never find the answer. There is no answer to things you can't control. So stop wasting your energy and your time and your hard-earned thought on things that you will never find the answer to. Take some time today to slow down while you got some extra time on a day off, on a day where you can catch your breath a little bit. Remember to live one moment at a time. And when you get out of today, don't just put it to the wayside. Just because everybody else is sped up around you doesn't mean that you can't stay slowed down and in the present moment. So today I challenge you, and for the rest of the week, I challenge you to slow down. Remember to live one moment at a time and relax. Take a few deep breaths and remember that everything's going to be okay. 
what you think about that part. I like that, man. And, uh, you know, I think everyone has their own different times of the day or the week when they need to hear that. Uh, and, and then you said it for, you know, kind of for me, not so much since we've been doing this or at all, because I uh, can get the week started pretty easily doing this. Yes, no sir. Problem. Absolutely. Uh, but in previous <laughs> jobs, going into my Monday or whatever the start of my week was, I would have that where my you know brain spinning, brain spinning. All right. I mm. got like. I, you know, I was gone the last two weeks or last two days and I was at a job where I was the manager and my, you know, my job continued seven days a week, even if I wasn't there. Mm. Uh, and so then I was really playing catch up. So my mind was spinning, spinning. And then once I got there, you know, everything that helped is just slow down, take things one at a time. Mm. And, uh, the rest of the week will come a lot easier. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that because we are beyond blessed yeah. and beyond grateful that, we were given the opportunity to be able to take this full time and mm -hmm. pursue our passion, something that uh, a lot of people don't ever get to do in a lifetime. And sometimes that might be because of your own fault. And I hate to say that, but sometimes maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll have another inspiration or motivation minutes on that. Um, Cause you can always chase your passions. You can find any excuse you want mm -hmm. to not uh, believe, believe to both of us. Cause right. we, we found about everyone in the book and then we just finally said, screw it and let's do it. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it, it is very, very powerful. Um, what you said, it's, it's, it's so easy to, especially when you're stuck in the daily monotony yeah. and, uh, you're, and, and unfortunately for a lot of people's career, that job continues seven days a week and they never have the opportunity right. to unplug. Right. And for me, if I didn't slow down, chances are my problems that started on Monday were still going to be those same problems sitting there because my mind was spinning too hard to take care of them mm -hmm. by the end of the week. And mm -hmm. they were still sitting there at the end of the week and still sitting there. That following Monday. So you got the shaman, the example, mm -hmm. and the reincarnation shaman. of the example, if you will. The so uh, actually, I uh, want to say that too. Really proud of you, man. Ah, I've uh, seen some absolutely, and I don't want to take any credit no, for this no. at all, but ever since we've uh, done on this, <laughs> well, uh, I mean, yeah. you're, uh, you've been killing it, my man. And I, ah, I'm, uh, I'm very grateful to have you as my partner here mm -hmm. on every single episode. So, uh, and all these kind folks that join us. So there is my motivation minutes for today, you kind people. Yeah, maybe um, that, uh, that kick in the ass is tomorrow for the uh, start of the week after the holiday weekend, maybe. There you go. Maybe. There you go. Well, I, I'll put words in your mouth. Nah, we'll see. But obviously, I always bring motivation minutes every sure. single day of the week. So be sure to lock in for tomorrow's motivation minutes. But without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we have kept you here almost an hour and a half. Sometimes we just get to Wendy and get to talking yeah. in those rants and reactions moments. But we can't thank you enough for sticking with us the entire time, coming around on your day off, get a little bit of uh, entertainment and education, if you will, all at the same time. Or if you did have to work, uh, you know. Hope we were a mental yeah. vacation for you. If you didn't get yeah. the vacation, hope we were able to be a mental and vacation. Hopefully you can get out of there quickly. All right. So before I wrap this thing up, we let you kind folks go about your day. As always, getting a sip of water just to prepare. Partner, anything burning on the brain, melting on the heart, festering in the soul, you need to get out to the kind folks that joined us on episode number 48 of the TTL pod on this beautiful May 31st, 2021. So nothing crazy. And I'm uh, maybe you can help me out on this. Maybe you saw this because mm -hmm. uh, I am not a wrestling aficionado oh, at all. I'm not yes, a hater, sir. but I'm not a wrestling aficionado or a watcher at all. 
But apparently, Urban Meyer was had some type of role in AEW. AEW, last you are night, correct. Question mark. Yes, sir. Um, and that was uh, just funny, interesting, pretty electric. Uh, funny you said that. I actually tweeted it out this morning. So if you haven't seen it, check it out on my page. I didn't even see that. Um, so what happened is AEW All Elite Wrestling is a new up and coming wrestling organization that is starting to take over. They're of starting course. to get a lot of the previous big all stars, mm. big names, trying to compete with SmackDown and uh, Raw, if Raw is still around. Not sure if Raw is still around. I know SmackDown is. Um, so, in order to generate more buzz, they've been having celebrities, been having some of these previous guys, whatever. Well, last night, they had it staged up that they were uh, going to be in Urban Meyer's office. Mm-hmm. I didn't see the entire uh, scene or how it even started, but I do believe it was Chris Jericho and somebody else. And they bust into Urban Meyer's office, uh, office, and they're actually talking about, it's funny, they have it all teed up like a, a defensive read, and Warren Sharp actually tweeted out that I retweeted as well, like the whole defensive scheme, and he was like breaking it down, like <laughs> looking at the play. Um, but then they start wrestling in Urban Meyer's office, and they... Um, uh, Jericho asks for like a football and they like throw him a football and he throws one at his head and then he throws him another football throws it at his head and then Jericho like looks at Urban and Urban like all sheepishly just kind of like grabs his laptop off the desk and like hands it to him and he <laughs> takes the laptop and just blows it over his head I mean it was absolutely incredible nice so, yeah. little assist from Urban there, yeah it's a uh, it's a it's a hell of a, a, qu- a clip to watch it's actually what my comment was um, when I quote tweeted it. it was Urban with the laptop assist nice. so yes I would uh, I would highly urge you guys to check that out it is quite the laugh especially uh, with kind of the comedy that uh, is the Jacksonville Jaguars organization right sure. now not necessarily a laugh stock by that means but uh just with tim tebow all the news there number one overall trevor lawrence urban meyer college coach gonna be a good nfl coach what do these players need i mean uh kind of adds to nah, yeah. kind of adds to all the uh hoopla if you will hoopla, so. that's a better word for it yeah, yeah so there you go yeah. i appreciate it partner thanks for bringing that I to all of our attention one, I, guess. I really didn't know that you were gonna be ready for that <laughs> yeah, i was i appreciate you uh, worst case to said oh what's up with that i appreciate i, I don't know and then everybody would have found out but now they know baby that's why they come to the ttl pod so hey appreciate you bringing that up but without further ado first things first thank you Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for kicking off the second official week of the uh, TTL live show with us. Uh, All of you who uh, stayed and watched for the live show, uh, all of you who will watch the recording, thank you so much for stopping by and everybody who watched the uh, live pod or uh, listened to the audio version as well. Thank you. Thank you for all of your following on socials. Thank you for all of your interaction. Thank you for your ratings, your reviews, your comments. We always say it, but we cannot tell you how much we appreciate it. It only makes us allow or allows us to make this bigger and better for you. So we will only continue to work if you guys continue to have our back. And we know you ain't going nowhere, so we ain't going nowhere either. So again, thank you, thank you, thank you. We will catch you tomorrow, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time sharp for episode number 49 of the TTL pod. Of course, we're going to have all types of best bets coming at you, the two for Tuesday parlay, Moneyline Dice, and we got plenty more rants and reactions to get into. But for now, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates, gamblers, far and wide, from myself and Mags, we hope you have a spectacular rest of your Monday. Unless you have other plans, let's cash some tickets.